Joining me on the line, I'm very pleased to have Ben Wickler. Ben Wickler, of course, is the chair of the Wisconsin State Democratic Party. Ben, good morning, and thanks for making yourself available. It's great to be with you this morning and a big, big week for Wisconsin. Okay, I know you were ecstatic, uh, you know, on all the public appearances you were making, uh, not only that on the national level and whatever, about Tony Evers being able to finally sign the re, the new redistricting maps. Um, I don't know if you were listening to the earlier part of the show, but I had Greta Neubauer on just a minute ago, and um, and we talked about this too. We got different questions for you a little bit. Um, so uh, uh, first of all, let's just get your overall feelings about what happened and what went down Monday, even given the fact that uh, most of the Democrats in the state government voted against uh, uh, the, uh, Governor Evers' maps. Well, the vote against the governor's maps fundamentally was, you know, well justified. Concern that Robin Voss is trying to pull some kind of fast one. I, I never trust Robin Voss to do anything that he doesn't think is, you know, in the interest of Republican control. That, that, I but just, I you, just want to say that's kind of a, a ongoing theme here yeah. uh, <laughs> from all of us. So, uh, yeah, we, we we get that. But when, when you take a step back from this, you know, this question about what legal route is most rock solid, most secure from some kind of you know, intervention through, through a federal court to thwart democracy, when you take a step back from that, the, the core fact is on Sunday night, we had the worst gerrymander in America, the biggest partisan gerrymander guaranteeing Republican huge majorities, total control of our state legislature. And as of... 9 a.m., 9.30 a.m. on Monday morning when the governor signed his maps, the gerrymander is over. And we're now in a world where if one party or the other does well in an election, they get the majority of the assembly and over two election cycles, the majority of the state senate. That's called a democracy, and now we live in one, and we didn't before, and I am so, so glad that we're here. Um, Greta um, alluded to the fact that it appeared that Republicans, uh, well, since the election of Protosevich, that they seem to be reaching out a little bit more. I mean, before before they didn't have to bother to to deal with the Democrats, the Democratic Party at all, or any of the Democratic representatives or senators. It's they just went ahead. This is our agenda, and oh yeah, those Democrats. I mean, it, it was it was. I hate to say it, but they were uh, the Democratic Party was somewhat irrelevant for 13 years here in the state of Wisconsin, except for on the on the uh, the big ticket uh, in the statewide elections where the Democrats, uh, well, were were winning and also winning big. If we look at Protosevich's uh, victory, um, is that something you're sensing from the other side of the aisle? Are they re- even reaching out to you? Are they? Uh, are, are, I mean, are you sensing this? kumbaya moment where like everybody wants to work together now i uh, kumbaya moment is, <laughs> is a little bit of a stretch i think the republican legislators have realized that in a world where there are actual competitive races and the number of competitive districts has now tripled is aside from the the fact that republicans don't have guaranteed control they also have many more legislators who actually have to face the general electorate and not just think about Republican primaries between MAGA and ultra-ultra-MAGA candidates. So what that means is if you're a Republican state representative, state senator who wants to keep your job, 
you now have to think about what the majority of the voters in your district think about, not just the most hardcore mega activists. And we are definitely seeing the result of that. I'll give a couple examples. One is the shared revenue deal that Republicans were you know, opposing six ways to Sunday and then finally agreed to something with Democrats. The other is when Republicans wanted to impeach Janet Protasiewicz, they wanted to come and abuse their power unconstitutionally, sideline her to prevent her from being able to rule on the case around the constitutionality of our maps. But I think they then realized a whole bunch of Republicans were in districts that Janet Protasiewicz had won. And not only that, if they did impeach Janet Protasiewicz, and if the governor appointed a replacement, they would be in even they'd be in fair districts, and it would be their own political death sentence. And I think that that kind of woke a lot of Republicans up. Hearing anecdotally from things Republicans were saying in their own districts, they realized they finally had to face the music. I think the big picture here is if you have a democracy where both sides are accountable to the people then there's a big incentive to get something done instead of just shooting, uh, you know, taking pot shots at the other side. And that that's the future that I hope we're able to build here in Wisconsin. Uh, you were quoted, uh, I don't know if it was on TV or whatever, that, well, no, actually I think it was in an article in the, in the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel um, the other day saying that what these gerrymandered maps had done, since most of these districts were very safely Republican, is that it had actually pushed the Republicans in those districts and those politicians even further to the right, that is closer to the MAGA uh, mentality, because, uh, you know, that was it. it and, and then now we're going to see a, a moderation coming from the Republicans in, in that representation. Can you kind of explain a little bit what you're talking about there? I'll give a really specific example of that. Robin Voss, the Republican Assembly Speaker, who is both very right-wing and also very practical in terms of always seeking what's in his own best interest, he created this Gableman investigation. This was the, the far-right conspiracy theorist, former Republican uh, State Supreme Court Justice, to investigate the 2020 election. It was a total embarrassment and a fraud on the people of Wisconsin. They spent a huge amount of taxpayer money to rehash conspiracy theories. The guy, Gableman, told the state legislature they should retroactively decertify the 2020 election, just the absolute mm-hmm. worst of the MAGA stuff. That was all, in retrospect, a way that Robin Voss was trying to prevent himself from being thrown out by a right-wing MAGA primary challenger. Because the day after Robin Voss won his primary against this guy who was endorsed by Trump running from the extreme, extreme, extreme right, the day after Robin Voss defeated his primary challenger, he fired Michael Bayableman and declared the investigation was over. Mm -hmm. So this is like a perfect distillation of Republicans who know better pandering to the ultra-extreme right in order to survive primary challenges instead of thinking about what's best for the state. Mm -hmm. And... What my, my, my hope is, is that now that Republicans have to actually think about how they win a general election against, you know, Democrats who will be offering something else to their constituents and not only thinking about how to win their primaries, they're gonna, they're gonna move towards, uh, reasonableness and, you know, compromise in the, in the common good. And if they don't, they're gonna lose their jobs. So they have that, they have that choice. They can pander to the far right and then lose the general election. Or they can try to survive politically by actually doing what's good for our state. Mm-hmm. Now, um, maybe you had been thinking or planning that uh, this 
it was eventually going to happen. Um, you know, way back uh, in what May or, or whenever uh, uh, Justice Protosavich won the election. Um, I don't want to say you were uh, uh, licking your chops or anything like that, but um, where where do you I, where are you guys going to concentrate? Are there certain uh, districts that you guys are going to be putting a lot of effort in because you know that you can change them, or are you kind of looking at wow, the whole state of Wisconsin is up for grabs now? We'll we'll be working in every corner of Wisconsin because we also have statewide elections. Uh, you know, we have the presidential election could come down to a handful of votes. Tammy Baldwin's re-election could come down to a handful of votes. There's two very competitive House seats, even under the current House maps. And we want to support every state legislative candidate. At the same time, there's some places that are clearly the majority-making state legislative districts in the Assembly. And I'll give a couple examples. One is Sheboygan, you know, north, the, the Malibu of the Midwest, north, north of Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. There's a Democratic mayor. It's a very progressive uh, kind of public there. Republicans split Sheboygan in half under their old maps and made sure there were two Republican districts instead of one potentially Democratic district. So that's an area where we'll absolutely be working to make sure there's a representative who actually represents the people of Sheboygan. Uh, you know, Wausau is another example. Republicans uh, gerrymandered that that assembly district to prevent a city that has a, a lot of Democrats, a lot of moderates in it, from being able to have a representative of their interests in the state legislature. And all over the state, mm-hmm. in western Wisconsin, northern Wisconsin, central Wisconsin, southeast Wisconsin, the, you know, the, the Milwaukee suburbs, northeast Wisconsin, around Green Bay, there are districts that had been rigged by the GOP to not represent the public that are now up for grabs and, and potentially could be won by Democrats who are good fit for their districts and ready to go to bat for the things that most people in those districts want. We will be leaning in to flip those in 2024. All right. Uh, Eli has the most excellent question, I'm sure. Yeah. Eli. Well, Ben, I said, I mean, I think that that last point you just made is really interesting as far as, you know, we've had these districts that have been, uh, for lack of a better word, entrenched, you know, for so many years. Uh, how, in your kind of conversations with legislators, are they kind of changing their approach to to you know, representing these places, their strategy as far as their approach to serving the needs of their constituents and legislates, because as we've seen, you know, they now have, you know, we have a, a situation where people may have had a representative for a very long time who did not represent their needs and may now have a swap to one who is more likely to uh, approach their need. How How has kind of this approach to legislating changed uh, as you as these uh, as you talk to legislators going forward? Well, for Democrats, They've been working on proposals for things that have enormous popularity in our state. Um, really, those haven't gotten much attention because the the press, you know, the, the kind of ca- uh, state capital press corps, has known that any pro- bill proposed by a Democrat was probably dead in the water. But I think now those things are going to get more attention. It actually matters what Democrats put on the table in a whole different way because Democrats might soon have the majority. So take something like family and medical leave and and paid leave for workers in Wisconsin and and supporting uh, care workers. These are all things Democrats have championed that Republicans have opposed that the vast majority of Wisconsinites want. Uh, Marijuana is another example. Uh, Today it looks like Republicans are killing even the most uh, just marginal proposal for medical marijuana in our state. But across Wisconsin, like more than 80% of Wisconsinites want to decriminalize marijuana like Mm -hmm. so many other states have. These are things where the Democratic ideas are actually lining up with the big majorities of Wisconsin voters, and now people will actually hear through the, through the media from the campaigns that the Democrats run 
that this is what Democrats stand for in 2024 in our state. It's not the Republican caricature of what Democrats stand for. It's actually common sense stuff that will move Wisconsin forward. And that is that is a really new day in our state. Um, this is a question I asked Greta, and uh, it had to do with uh, the fact that I remember back in 2018 when Governor Evers won and uh, Josh Call won the attorney general's seat, um, the Republicans went into a lame duck session and they and they stripped a lot of their um, of, of the new incoming governor and attorney general's power. Is there a chance that the Republicans will will pull a fast one and uh, um, either try and overturn the uh, the decision on the maps or delay it so that it's, uh, it's not going to be in place for the twenty twenty four elections? We have to expect them to try everything that they can possibly think of. Uh, you know, we remember vividly, I think the governor really remembers, in 2022, the governor had proposed a set of maps that, uh, you know, fit the old right-wing Supreme Court's requirement of making the least possible changes to the old gerrymander, but still, I think, doubled the number of competitive districts. And the Supreme Court grudgingly accepted the governor's proposal because they met their criteria. Then the U.S. Supreme Court came in and overturned our state Supreme Court's decision, which led to the the state Supreme Court adopting the the most right-wing maps our state had ever seen or the country Mm -hmm. had seen. And this time, the governor, uh, you know, decided not to risk that happening again, and he signed the maps himself. I think that was uh, that was informed by what happened last time. I'm sure Republicans are going to try to pull everything under the sun. And I know that on the, the pro-democracy side, civic groups and you know, non, non-partisan, non-profit groups that believe in democracy as well as Democrats, there's, everyone is vigilant and ready to take on whatever challenges Republicans throw. This is a legally rock-solid strategy, and we just have to make sure that the, the far right doesn't find some way to you know, twist the law like a pretzel and, and, and mess things up. But I'm not going to exhale until the polls close on Election Day, because mm-hmm. we know how hard the right wing is willing to fight to entrench its undemocratic power. Well, not to mention, since Wisconsin has an oversized uh, importance in the national election, uh, for sure. Speaking of which, there is a group now that is suing to change the congressional Maps that is uh, out of our eight um, our eight seats, only two of them favor Democrats, or two of them are actually even competitive. The wrong, other ones are well gerrymandered and, and drawn in such a way that, uh, that that there's no way Democrats could win. What do you think about that effort, and is that something that the state Democratic Party backs? Uh, well, the state Democratic Party is not involved in the litigation, and you know our. We, we played a big role in the elections, and we're, we're not involved in lawsuits. Um, but watching from the sidelines, it is very clear that our congressional maps are rigged because of a totally unfounded uh, stance that the, the old Supreme Court took called least changes, uh, which is that the ma- congressional map should be drawn making the least change to the previous gerrymander. The lawsuit says now that the least changes doctrine has been thrown out in the, in the state legislative maps uh, case, it's the, the congressional map should fall because they were based on something that has been invalidated. Mm-hmm. And that makes total sense to me. You know, we're a 50-50 state. We've got 75% Republican representation in the in the Congress. Mm-hmm. We have doubled the number of safe Republican seats than the number of safe Democratic seats. I'd rather we have a whole bunch of competitive seats so that the public can decide who they want to represent them instead of politicians. Mm-hmm. So, you know, here's here's hoping that that changes and that, uh, there's there's not a ton of time, but I, it looks to me like you know maybe maybe there's enough time to get this done before we go into 2024's elections. Right now, of course, with the changes in the maps now, um, 
uh, it should bring out um, more voters again in 2024. And, um, and, and that's a good thing. But there's another, there, Biden faces some issues here. And this is from one of our callers, actually. Uh, our listeners called in. And, um, and this has to do, and I know this is a very touchy situation, and, uh, but it has to do with, uh, uh, with Biden's um, the administration, first of all, just vetoing the ceasefire resolution uh, in Gaza. And the issue of, of a Palestinian people uh is a it's a big issue and there's a lot of people who normally would vote democrat democratic and uh but they're not what what do you think about that uh, how, how are you going to get people out to vote for biden while uh, uh the war is still going on in the middle east uh, and this whole situation to- yeah i mean it's a it's a heartbreaking wrenching situation and we you know you have to start with the recognition and, and affirmation that every person's life is, is sacred and precious, that's Israeli or Palestinian or Jewish or Muslim or any any faith or background or nationality. And my my dearest hope is that we, we reach a, a just and swift conclusion to this war, and that when we get to the fall, we're you know uh, in the process of rebuilding and figuring out how to have a path to a, to a long-term just peace uh, in the in the Middle East, and that we're you know, building, uh, building here at home and, and supporting our, uh, you know, everyone around the world to, to build a better world. Mm-hmm. This, the situation right now, it feels like the far right is just trying to make things worse. Right. And my, my, my hope is, I know President Biden is working every day to try to figure out how to, how to resolve this. Uh, my hope is as we go into the fall, this is, this is uh, something that we are recovering from the scars of this moment and we're able to stop a far-right Trump administration that would like to actively prolong these hostilities and make mm-hmm. things dramatically worse. Uh, there's, there's so many different things that we have to fight for in, the, in November, and uh, I, I hope that we're not in the middle of, of, of these wars as we get into the fall. Right. Ben Wickler, I want to thank you very much. Uh, I wish uh, we had more time, but uh, we're out of time right now. Ben Wickler, the the chair of the uh, State Democratic Party of Wisconsin. Thank you very much. Uh, I guess I can uh, uh, say good job, uh, um, Ben. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll be in touch. Thank you. Thank you so much. Really grateful.